heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, welcome to the first Growth Junkies Podcast. My name is Ben Bost, and uh, this is the very first Growth Junkies podcast, and I'm joined here in studio by Kent Delhousay, who is a fellow Growth Junkie and my co-founder of Love and Transformation Institute. Kent, how are you doing today here in beautiful Boise, Idaho? It's another great day. Morning, Ben. Well, I am here doing my best impression of a French Berry White. <laughs> French Berry White. French. Yeah, because Delhousay is French. Delhousay is French. And so I got a little bit of a cold going, and so we're working through this. But I figured I'll be authentic and just put it on. <laughs> Sounds good to me. You know, authenticity is a big thing for us as far as this podcast goes. And, you know, this is an exciting day for us because we have thought about this for a long time. We've talked about it knowing that there's something we could really offer through love and transformation and having a podcast where we're able to talk about the things we've created with the four dimensions of human health. You know, we went round and round about the name, you know, through texts and through emails and lunches and drives in the car, trying to really land on something mm -hmm. that would communicate what this is about, right. you know, and we landed on growth junkies, you know, that there's this concept out there of, of growth and maturity that people are, are seeking and desiring and, and we finally landed on, and I'm excited about being able to develop a community like that. And what do you think? Yeah, well, that was a tough task for us because um, there's so many things you think about that would really capture what people are after in life. And so we, you know, we came up with Growth Junkies because we care a lot about not just growing ourselves, but helping other people grow too. And so right. it's fascinating when it comes to like working out, people go to the gym and they work out their muscles and they get in shape and sure. they're really into, you know, physical fitness and people get that. They understand that. But the question is, what about working out the rest of you? There's more to yeah. me than just a body. Right. And so, sure. you know, we're body, we're soul, you know, we're not just our bodies. And so how do we work out the rest of us? And so we started talking about growing on the inside. I mean, we're growing on the outside too. Something you know, I'm in my forties now. We're growing the wrong direction, but <laughs> or things aren't growing, like my hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Right. You got the receding hairline. I got the great proceeding headline <laughs> going on here. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, we grow physically, but uh, as far as emotionally and spiritually and mentally and socially and relationally and all those elements of our lives. Growth is more than just physical growth. And so we wanted to capture that. And being a growth junkie is someone who cares about growing in all those phases, in all those dimensions. Right. The, the, the dimensions that we outline in, in the four dimensions of human health of relational, emotional, intellectual, and vocational. Mm -hmm. You know, and this podcast is going to couple with that curriculum very closely. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the varying topics that are in there, have unique guests on that explore that. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that how we understand and how we view growth in Love and Transformation Institute. You know, we wrote in the four dimensions that that growing is really learning how to love well the way you've been designed to be, mm -hmm. right? People are wired specifically a certain way. I mean, there's a lot of studies out there, and we'll certainly reference these things, that you don't change very much in the way that you're wired, in your personality, or, you know, there's people who are all hopped up on the Enneagram right now and things like that you start to learn that you're designed a very specific way. So growth in some sense has to be something different. Mm -hmm. Like, are we really supposed to become a completely different person 
Mm. Well, we've talked about that, and the answer is no. I mean, you know, you're made a certain way, you're designed a certain way, and you can't really change your personality. But you can grow into a better version, so to speak, of yourself. Yeah. So it's about really becoming more of who you're supposed to be. So it's like finding who you are inside and drawing that out. And in my experience, that's what happened to me. I mm-hmm. feel like you know I had people come alongside and help draw out who I'm supposed to be. I think you've had experience as well. Absolutely. So it's not really about becoming a different person; it's becoming a better person. You know, doing better, being better, and that's what growth is all about. Yeah. And what is the main vehicle that facilitates that process? Right? Because becoming a better version of yourself is a is a mantra in our mm-hmm. society today that is hard to understand. It's hard to understand what are the, for lack of better terminology, the metrics, how do you know if you're becoming a better version of yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who judges that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it only you or is it someone else? What kind of, where do you get feedback on those kinds of things? Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, we're love and transformation for a reason. We believe that love is the prime catalyst to change and transformation and really feeds that process. So ultimately becoming a person who learns how to love well in all dimensions is where we find uh, the greatest form of growth at LTI. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, love, you know, it's been said for generations that love requires another. You you need another person to be able to exchange love. And so, you know, this idea of relationship, growth happens in relationship and it, it, it does. I, I think about a principle in the, in the coaching world, they have a principle called the, the, the principle of inertia Mm -hmm. in which, an object, it's like scientific, an object will continue to move on its present course and won't change, won't fluctuate, won't grow mm-hmm. unless something interferes with it. And that interference has to come from something or somebody else. Right. So for me, the inertia in my life is that I would have a tendency to just continue to go down the road I'm going down and be the same way that I am always always have been unless other people in my life come around and bump me and push me a little bit and prod me and pull me. So growth happens in relationship. We need other people to help us see what we can't see and to help us to step out of the comfort zones and stretch and be uncomfortable and to identify the goods and the bads in our lives and draw those things out. So growth does happen in relationship. And so we call ourselves a love and transformation Institute because love exchange is what transformed people. And so we want to be transformed. Transformation is just another word for growth. Right. And growth happens in a relationship. And so even you and me doing this podcast, we help each other grow. I couldn't be the person I'm supposed to be by myself. I just can't. I need you, Ben, to sort of help me grow into that person. Mm-hmm. And you likewise need me to help you grow into that person. And I would venture to say that anybody listening to our podcast would would understand the same thing. They need other people in their lives who will speak truth in love and give time to build a change to help us grow and become better versions of ourselves. And I think this, you bring up a really, really important uh, aspect of growth through relationship, especially in a time when we're seeing epidemic levels of loneliness Mm -hmm. and isolation Mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm not the first one to say it like this. We're in a more connected world or society than we've ever been in. And yet people are feeling more socially disconnected, Mm -hmm. more lonely And so the complexities and the challenge of actually finding relationship you can be in with others that that is connected and deep and allows for transformation Mm -hmm. is incredibly difficult today. Or at least if the statistics are right, Mm -hmm. 
people are having a very difficult time finding mm-hmm. those kinds of relationships in their life. Yeah. I mean, speak to that. Yeah. I mean, can you speak to that from personal experience? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of talk these days about social media yeah. and about the fact that we're the most connected generation in history. That may be true in one sense, but we're also the most disconnected. And so I read some st- statistics recently that um, over half of Americans have no meaningful personal interactions on a daily basis. Wow. That there's nothing face to face. There's nothing really relational and meaningful happening. And so likes and follows aren't the same thing as meaningful interaction. Right. And I also read in that same study that there was a poll taken uh, among millennials and it found that 30% of them are chronically lonely. 22% of them don't even have a friend, a single friend. Hmm. Think about that for a second. One out of five young adults don't have a single person they can go to and have meaningful interaction with. So we live in this drastically isolated society, despite the fact that we're more digitally connected than ever before. And it doesn't really feel that isolated. Isn't that strange? You know, when you're in it. Right. But it really is for people. Oh, it is. And I think people in their honest moments would admit that. You know, if you ask somebody like, you know, so how many friends do you have? They say, well, I have 137 Facebook friends. Well, they say, <laughs> well, how many of those are real friends? Like you really could share your life with them and they know what's going on in your life and you know what's going on in theirs. And if you fell on hard times, they'd be there for you. Right. And you'd be there for them. Very, very minimal. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So I think there's a huge need in the society that we need to, we need to be in relationship, real relationship. It doesn't mean that you throw the baby out with the bathwater and social media has no purpose and no place anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's here to stay. So how do we use it in a meaningful way to enhance relationships, not supplant them? Yeah, and there's there's a author, Johan Hari. He's a sociologist from Cambridge, and in a book he released recently called Lost Connections, he defined loneliness, which I thought was really interesting, as having nothing meaningful to share with another person. Mm. That the path to loneliness is mm-hmm. not having anything of depth of value to be able to transfer in relationship right. with someone face-to-face or in a meaningful way. Yeah, and a lot of that is because I think that we conceal a lot of what's going on inside and we yeah. don't feel safe. The word safety is a buzzword, you know, but it's true. How safe are we with other people to be able to be ourselves? And the reality is with a lot of folks in our lives, coworkers and fellow students and neighbors, you know, we put on the happy face and we pretend. So we're great at pretense. So when you drop those facades and we admit who we really are, it becomes very unsafe for us because we're liable to be judged. We're liable to be rejected. So for a lot of people, it's just that they they can talk with people and have interactions, but they don't feel safe to really open up. Yeah. And we need to have that openness to be able to really grow and change. Yeah, because the visible, there was a a model by Edward Hall. He was uh, a professor of some some sort in 1976. He released the iceberg model. You know, and the t- the tip of the iceberg is the visible. You know what everybody sees, mm-hmm. and then below the iceberg is the invisible. It's like the the intrinsic things, like mm-hmm. core values or character or stuff that drives life. But our society, by and large, as a whole, values the visible, yeah, the performance, the appearance. Uh, that that's where we're placing value for most things, mm-hmm. and so if that's what you're managing, that's a lot of pressure. One, right. especially if you're defining it yourself. I mean, these are a lot of different topics that we're going to get into over time mm-hmm. and discussing these things. But to go back to relationship for a second and friendship, I think the terminology of friend or just the concept of friendship is hard to even define today, much like love. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we have thought a lot about this, of how love is defined. And this is a, a really challenging concept. There is a global kind of discussion going on about what love is, how it's defined. And I think friendship is the same thing. Like people have a difficult time even understanding what it means to be a friend. Right. Especially if you get friendship hijacked by social platforms that are very disconnected and in many ways false. Mm-hmm where people can portray a certain type of life in such a way that, or only allow people to see what they want them to see. Mm-hmm. So we get confused about what the terminology even means anymore. Right. And so part of what we'll do over a period of time uh, for the growth junkies is to go into some of these discussions, like have robust discussions about well, what is love? Mm-hmm. Is love truly just something that's all accepting? Right. And, uh, some of it may push on folks in the way that they think about things, but we don't really want to skirt the issues. And that's part of the goal with this podcast. Yeah, we want to be provocative in a good way. You know, we want to be able to really dig in and talk about significant, even controversial issues. But we also believe, we talked about this, that love integrates into everything. Right. Everything, and especially in relationships. So, how does love affect X or Y or Z? We're going to hit those subjects. So that's important for us. I, I'll tell you what, um, writing over here today, I, I told you I heard a song on the <laughs> yeah, radio from yeah. the suite. Love is like oxygen, you know, and I think the lyrics say something like, um, love is like oxygen. You get too much, you get too high, not enough. You're going to die. You want to sing it for us? No, not with this voice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you actually sing? I no. <laughs> well, I, I can, but I think you tune out of the broadcast here. So. <laughs> Uh, the, this, the, the lyrics are true though. I mean, you don't get any love, you die. And I, I think I read, uh, the world health organization talks about a lethality of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Loneliness kills. Like you literally die when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you look at life, you're either doing one of two things. You're either diminishing, you know, or you're flourishing. Mm-hmm. You're moving one. You're, you're not just going to stay, you know, static. Either you are you're growing and doing better or you're getting worse. Right. So you have a choice to make. Am I going to progress or digress? And so this lethality of loneliness is the more we isolate ourselves, the more disconnected we become, the quicker we die off. And, and talk about the death of the human race. So yeah. they, they say this is, this is a major issue. And the World Health Organization says this is a public health crisis, this isolation. So relationships and exchange of love and relationship – is fundamental. It's fundamental to the human race, to the future of the earth. I mean, so this is a pretty big subject. I think we picked a good one to start with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially as we drill down on, on the concept of love and how it's defined, you know, there's so much about society and culture that defines it as purely romantic. You know, if you go to the dictionary, the first things you see are like a passionate affection for a person or thing. Like I could love a person like I could love you and as a friend the same way I love pizza, which is just not possible. I do right. love pizza, by the way. <laughs> and we we have a hard time delineating some of these things. That's why whenever I'm communicating at, at large or outside of you know like a podcast or something speaking, when I talk about love, I, I define it as the deep concern for the well being of the other. Mm. You know, there's this this layers down. Like it's, this is not hallmarky. This is not romance. This is not. Uh, the kinds of things that we tend to go to mm. in life when we try to define something like love. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's important that we begin to think about it differently, that we begin to have uh, core 
helpful discussions at large about what this actually really means and how it integrates into life. Right. You know, we, we've talked a lot about how love is so romanticized today. And, I, you know, you Google the word love and you're going to get mostly romantic stuff, mushy poetry and music and movies. And it's always about lovers. Well, love is more than just lovers. I mean, I, I love my children. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my family. I hope I love my neighbor. I mean, goodness, maybe I even love my enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, love is way more than something that's romantic. So I think what we need to do first is probably um, deconstruct that idea mm-hmm. that love is just a romantic idea. It's not. Love is a fundamental quality that affects all of life and all relationships. So, so maybe deconstructing before you start constructing. So part of what we're doing here is deconstructing what love, what love is. Love is much more expansive, much more broad, much deeper than just an affection. Right. Because like love, by definition, is something that lasts, that continues. It's not broken. It's eternal. You know, um, and, and so when we say I, I, we love somebody and then we stop loving them. The question mm-hmm. would be, did you ever really love them? Yeah. And I think a, a, a related issue to this topic that is in, will be important for us to touch on, you know, maybe even a little here today, but even beyond this is our love and acceptance, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a very hot issue right. in society and culture today. Right. And and I think it's important for our listeners to understand part of what we're trying to do with the podcast is, is we want to discuss the things in life and culture that really impact our growth. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there are a variety of things. You know, we're not in this world alone. We're in a, a society and a culture that's running, and all of that has an influence on us. Mm-hmm. And how we how we integrate into that and how we live in it is very important. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll discuss everything from politics to economics to faith to mm-hmm. entertainment, media, culture, because those things and family, for example, because all that we're trying to make sense of living life in the mm-hmm. middle of all of this. And, and how that impacts our ability to love and to translate that to other people. That's right. Yeah, I use the word often structural when I think about love. In my own life, when I think about the concept of love, it is structural and it's architectural. Like mm-hmm. it, it provides architecture to all of life. Right. Like we've talked about the four dimensions, you know, relational, emotional, intellectual, vocational. Mm-hmm. How does love practically integrate into all those facets of my life? Right. And, and I think that's a different concept for people. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, yeah, we worked on this. I mean, we we spent time talking about um, holistic growth and development, and and I, again, that word's thrown around a lot. What's holistic? You know, so you hear like physical and emotional and spiritual and mental and all that. We, we really realize that there there are categories or dimensions, as we've called them, mm-hmm. and that's why we wrote this personal development experience. You know, called the Four Dimensions of Human Health. Which is available on Amazon, by the way. <laughs> a shameless plug for shameless our Shameless plug. Yeah. But you can get this material, and it's 40 subjects in four categories. There are 10 in each. And there are 10 areas that we tend to neglect and not really understand and, and wrestle with. So we really force people to work through these issues, to process significant issues in these four categories, these four dimensions. As you said, emotional, relational, intellectual, and vocational. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a healthy person and you want to be, quote, unquote, the best version of yourself, you need to develop in all four of those dimensions, mm-hmm. not just one. So a lot of our education system, we'll talk about education in an upcoming podcast, is very intellectual. It, it's, it's about uh, getting information and retaining it and passing tests and excelling. 
when in reality there's much more to life than just containing information. So health is something that's observed on the outside, but it's also something that's experienced on the inside. So the four dimensions, is it, it's real, and, and we care about this, and we're gonna talk a lot about it and get into these 40 different topics and beyond that tend to be neglected and overlooked today. And so I'm excited about that. This is yeah, just kind too. of the first place, but we're gonna get there, and we're gonna hit these subjects hard, and it's gonna be honest, it's gonna be raw, it's gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to share stories about ourselves and the lessons we're learning as we go along the way. And listeners are going to use it against us and blackmail us, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I got nothing to hide. And right. they'll learn a lot more about us in the coming podcasts as we'll share our stories. That's right. And so for the listeners out there, you know, the growth junkies that are listening, we you might have some questions about what love and transformation is and how it began, uh, how the Institute came into being. Uh, very simply, there was a symposium back in February of 2016 called the Love and Transformation Symposium in Scottsdale, Arizona, where 80 leaders came together to talk about uh, the relationship between love and change. And that was the origins of the Love and Transformation Institute. And as we share our stories over the next coming podcast, you'll get a better sense for how Kent and I began our friendship mm -hmm. and how it ultimately birthed what Love and Transformation Institute is today. If you want to know more about us, you can find us on our website at loveandtransformation.org. And we really are excited to be doing this with you, uh, to be building this audience. Our desire is to have this community of people together growing uh, in love and learning how to love well. And we call that a growth junkie. And so we look forward to being with you next time on the Growth Junkies podcast.